Hello, 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 and welcome to Expand the Conversation with Jillian podcast. This is episode number seven, and today I am here with chiropractor and physical therapist and my friend... Dr. Pasha Bell. Dr. Bell's background in physical therapy and rehab makes this treatment one of a kind. Her treatment is focused on strengthening, stretching, and preventing current and further injury. At her clinic, Well, Well, Well Chiropractic, she uses a whole person approach during her time with you, which means looking for the underlying causes of disease, discomfort, and pain, as opposed to just treating the symptoms. In this episode, Pasha shares with us her journey to becoming pregnant and some of the struggles she dealt with when looking for natural solutions to her PCOS and septate uterus diagnosis. She also talks with me about the importance of icing immediately after an injury, as well as how important it is to do the homework chiropractors give you after appointments to keep the problem from coming back. Pasha also talks with us the safety of chiropractic care when you are pregnant and that it is good to have chiropractic care that is experienced with pregnancy and how to be safe in that. In this episode, she mentions how she is willing to complete a study for women who are struggling with getting pregnant due to having a septate uterus. Information to get into contact her with any questions will be in the show notes. Pasha is a patient healing focused doctor who brings a glimpse of hope to our current medical system. Thank you so much for listening and let's get into it. I am here today with Dr. Pasha Bell. Sometimes I forget to throw the doctor in there. She is my chiropractor slash physical therapist. She's an amazing person. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I start by asking three questions. And one of the questions is, what is a topic you think needs to be expanded on? Probably TMJ. TMJ people, they go to their dentist and It's crazy to me that the dentists themselves don't know which muscles are which, and they don't know how to release them manually. And so they give them guards, mouth guards, which does help. But unfortunately, the mouth guard started like, you know, a year after the patient has been grinding their teeth or having pain, and they don't discuss with them, hey, how you can self-relieve your muscles at the house. So that way the mouth guard does its job, but also your muscles relax. So that way you're not having these grinding sensations, these headaches. But yeah, when I see somebody with me and they're sitting there grinding in pain, I'm like, hey, do you grind your teeth? Let me help you. And honestly, TMJ problems, the number one treatment for it is chiropractic care by itself. And if that doesn't work, the number two treatment is Botox injections with co-managed with chiropractic care. Hmm. I never even knew that TMJ fell under chiropractic care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So chiropractors, and not all, I don't know why, because we were all taught that in school, but chiropractors should see how your mouth opens. If it shifts to one side, if there's clicking, if there's clicking, there's okay. But if there's clicking with pain, it's not okay. Lock jaw, we talk about lock jaw, and we know these muscles. It's part of the skeleton, right? It's part of your entire system. So I don't know why chiropractors have forgotten this technique or even to address it, but I think people just get so comfortable in their role. They don't sit there and check. And also clenchers are Mm -hmm. so used to clenching. They don't even mention it. It's just part of their day. I'm stuck in traffic and, ah, you know, this is how I get through it. (laughs) They don't, I don't ever talk about it. I honestly just find them when I'm like my husband, when he's in pain, I'm like, Hey, why are you clenching? Come here. That's good. Open up. Let me go in there. He's like, what the, what are you touching back there? And I'm like, that's your lateral pterygoid. Go ahead and take a deep breath. (laughs) Breathe through it. You'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) And it helps a ton. When I was 
diagnosed yes. with early onset TMJ. That was part of why when I was looking for like chiropractic work, I had seen that you work with TMJ patients. And it's funny because I don't think it actually came up until like my sixth session with you because I forgot. I know. I know. But it helps so much. And even just the way that you've taught me to like release the muscles yes. and when I stick my finger in my mouth to release them. It's helped me a ton. So I love that you brought that up. Good. Another question is what is your favorite way to connect with yourself daily? <laughs> Just myself. I just I think- wake up and I'm like, ah, it's good to be alive. And then, you know, I wake up a little stiff in the morning. So I'm like, let me just slowly roll out of bed. And I tell people this and I actually do it too. So I'm not a hypocrite. Sometimes I'm a hypocrite when I'm like, go ice. And I'm not icing myself, but like, I'll turn off to the side and I'll use my weight to my arms to help me get up out of bed. And that's kind of me connecting with myself. I'm like, yeah. hey, what, what's, what's stiff? Okay, move it out just a little bit. I'll wiggle my hips. My dogs are sleeping all over me. So I'm like pushing them to the side, trying to get up. I mean, I would say that's a form of connecting with yourself for sure, because you're checking in with like your physical body and how you need to like stretch or move as soon as you wake up. Yeah. I listen to myself a lot. If I'm like the slightest bit hungry, I'll eat because I'm not a fun person if I don't eat. So I'm honestly, I think I'm connected with myself all day long. I'm just like, hey, Pasha, how are you feeling? I'll take a nap, like I'll stretch. If I feel like something's tight and I stretch it out and I'm like oh my god that feels good I'll sit here and hold it like I just found this was tight I'll probably talk to you like this for about 30 seconds just because it feels so good <laughs> I love that and you know it's it's good that you're that way because there's so many people in our society that are so disconnected from themselves right they don't even realize like you said when they're clenching their jaw it's something that I've become hyper aware of and I'm like oh hold on I'm stressed for a second let me breathe a couple times and calm back down so my yes. jaw doesn't crack through all of my teeth because well, the body's so smart. It'll tell you what it needs if you just sit back and listen to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my last question is, what is one of your favorite things right now? It can be a show, a book. It can be like something you're learning about. Okay. So I like Beat Bobby Flay on TV. That's just the thing I've been watching, Beat Bobby Flay. But another thing is you said book, and I have been reading a lot about hypnobirthing because I am, so, you know, David, my husband, he doesn't live here, so I can't take these classes with him. So I'm basically teaching myself and reading books on how to become a doula so I can teach him because he's going to be my doula at the birthing. I'm with child. So, so he will be my doula. Yeah. Reading about these hypnobirths. I've got like seven books. I'm just reading the calm birthing system technique, um, hypnobirthing, Ida Mays, Ida Mays, um, what is she called? Something birthing, whatever, but all about just natural, unmedicated, you know, as, as long as I can go, if, if I don't need any intervention, hopefully, but yeah, just breathing techniques, movement. And it's just so interesting that they say like the woman is meant to give birth. And I, I get that. I'm like, yeah, duh. But I never thought about that. Right. Yeah. Because our hospitals just tell us, hey, we've got we've got this available for you, this epidural shot. You'll be numb from the waist down. You could just push that baby out. Sure. But it just like takes longer. And then you can get up and walk around. And I love to get up and walk around. Like I just mentioned, my back gets stiff if I sit too long. So that's one of my favorite things is learning about this hypnobirthing and trying to help my body, listening to my body more. Mm, 
what can I do to help push this baby out of the vaginal canal without any intervention? Yeah. And I am so proud of you for doing that. I mean, I was much younger when I had my child, as you know. Yeah. And shut out, shut out. My child also goes to Pasha for chiropractic care. He doesn't always need it. Sometimes he just likes the massage that he gets with it. So a drama. I know the drama. (laughs) And it's interesting because I did get the epidural, but it didn't work. By the time they gave it to me, I was so like ready to give birth that it didn't work. And I'm kind of glad because you need those muscles. Like you need to be aware of your body as you're doing it. And if something's wrong, you don't know. That's exactly right. Yeah. Those muscles are involuntary. Um, It's kind of like when you sneeze the muscles in your back, your multifidi muscles, they're super tiny. Mm-hmm. They will contract and hold your discs in place because the sneeze is such a huge force of energy being let out, right? So those little muscles involuntarily contract to protect your disc. When you take that epidural, your smooth muscles in your uterus can't feel anything and they don't know when to contract and when to release and when to push baby down and when to... People talk about the ring of fire. Mm-hmm. Is it the ring of fire? That burning sensation whenever that yeah. baby comes out and your pelvis is like, ah, this hurts. That's a sign to stop pushing for a second. Yeah. To let your canal open up for baby's head to come through. But yeah. when you're in epidural, you don't feel it. So you keep pushing and then there's perineal tears. Mm-hmm. Which is not fun. Heck no. Not fun. Having to pass urine through a tear. Oh my God. Right? Mm-mm. Ouch. But about your pregnancy. So I know that you had a hard time getting pregnant and yeah. you were dying diagnosed with PCOS and the septate uterus. I love your story because even though you are officially a doctor, um, you know me being more holistic based, we have a lot of these conversations and you were having a really hard time going to get the procedure done to remove the septate uterus (laughs) and you ended up helping yourself. So do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yes. Okay. I don't mind. So PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Poly just means a lot of something. And then cystic ovarian. So poly is a lot of cysts in my ovaries, right? So I have these little circles in my, and I didn't know I had this. I just knew that my cramps during my menstrual cycle, like hurt like hell. I just wanted to, I mean, when David first married me and he was like going through my periods with me, he was like, oh my God, do I need to take you to the hospital? This and that. And I'm like, no, just leave me alone. Let me, so I rock it out, right? I rock my pain out. So I'm sitting there looking like, I don't know, looking like a rabbi in a corner, just rocking it (laughs) out. And I'm like, no, don't worry about me. I'm okay. So anyway, we're married, we're living our lives and years down the road, like four years, five years, six years, he was like, Hey, you ever think about having a kid? And I'm like, yeah, maybe whatever we go to, we start going to the doctor. Doctor first doctor was like, Hey, I think you have Picos. I was like, okay. So, I mean, we brushed up on it in school, but I'm not OBGYN. So we didn't really go into detail about this. Could you elaborate? And she was like, you've got these cysts. And what happens is during your menstrual period, your cysts are bursting and they're creating that pain. And I'm like, okay, so so what do I do? And she said, let me give you this birth control pill. I'm like, for what? And she goes to make your periods more scheduled, right? Because I have irregular, regular periods. My periods are regular, but irregular. So I could go 
60 to 80 days without a period. And I kid you not, she was like, you're one of the lucky ones. And I'm like, how's that lucky? She goes, well, you don't get your period that often. And I'm like, well, if having a kid is on the books, you know, that's not that lucky, but I guess glass is half full. And she said, let me get you on these birth controls. It's not really going to help with your um, symptoms, but it'll help to regulate it. That way we can get you ovulating at a certain time. I said, I'm really not about that life. Just because birth control pills have so many side effects. And honestly, I'm hormonal as as heck, right? So like when my menstrual, like three days before my period hits, don't talk to me yeah. <laughs> straight up. Like You think I was angry before? Woo! So I was like, no, I don't need any hormones in my body. I just know my body. I'm not good with that. She said, okay, so how do we do it? And I'm like, I mean, is there a, dare I say, natural way to do this? And she goes, I don't know. Could you think of anything? I'm like, okay, just off the top of my head, could I exercise, drop in sugar, you know, watch what I eat, eat healthier, maybe more salmon, more protein. And what I found was when I'm craving sugar, it's because I'm lacking in protein mm. and polycystic ovarian. It's an inflammation, right? So it feeds off sugar. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, let me, I'm not a nutritionist. And I'm sitting here. I have to make nutrition decisions by myself. Yeah. These people should know this. So anyway, I go back to her again about two months later and I'm like, Hey, I've been taking these strips. I haven't ovulated. She goes, well, that's crazy. Cause you've gotten your period. You've had to have ovulated. You just missed your date. And I was like, touche. Okay. So anyway, she said, let me give you Levitrol. I think it was. And I said, okay, I'm going to try it because I did my way. It still didn't work. Let me try her way. So I tried her way for five days. Five days. It was a pill I took. And I woke up one morning and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, Pasha, if you could jump off this third balcony. And I know I say this lightly. I probably shouldn't. But I'm like, if you could jump off this third balcony, like head down, you could end it all. Right. But I was like, yeah, but I was like, but if I don't land just right, then I'm just going to be, you know, paraplegic for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to be able to. And so I had these suicidal thoughts and I don't ever think like that. You know me. Yeah. Lucky. So I woke up, David, I was like, hey, hey. I'm having suicidal thoughts and I'm not kidding. And he goes, what? And I said, yeah, I think it's these hormones. And I could have been psyching myself out, you know, because I didn't want to take the drugs anyway. But on top of that, I broke out from my hand, my entire hand, just in bubbles. And I'm like, my body's not used to this. See? So I stopped taking them and um, I went back to her and I said, I can't take these pills Uh, I had like these suicidal thoughts and it it does say, please report back to your physician if you have any thoughts of suicide or harming one thyself or the other. Mm -hmm. So I did what the commercial said. And she said, okay, well, I don't know what else we could do. I said, oh, I think, I think I, I, we could do something else. Could we do some imaging, like an ultrasound? She said, what do you mean? I said, could we do an HSG? She said, oh, sure. Let's do that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we did an HSG. And what that is, it's a little, it's an ultrasound. So it's taking a picture of my uterus, right? Mm -hmm. As they are injecting this fluid, this dye. When they inject the dye, the uterus goes out like this, right? So they inject the dye and it'll follow the tubes to the fallopian tubes. Except for I'm looking, and this is a, this is another story I probably won't get into. It is funny. I'll just say it really quickly. The guy that came to do my HSG, he was a technician. He wasn't even a physician. He was late. He was in the wrong building and he was having and puffing. He was like, I'm so sorry. 
what's your name? I don't know how to do this, but I'm just going to try. And I was like, what? My legs are up in the air. I'm like, no, what do you mean? It's like 7 a.m. What do you mean you don't know what you're doing? And I was like, okay, well, just inject it. I've seen ultrasounds before. I, I, I can help you. So he's injecting the dye. And David could not believe it. He's like, I can't believe what a crap show this is. So I'm like, yeah. And it's going into the right fallopian tube. Yeah, but it's not going into the left. And I'm like, that duct is clogged. That tube is clogged. And he goes, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and send it out to the to the physician so he can read it for you and give you a review of findings on RO. I said, okay. So whatever. Drive back like a week later. The doctor I was seeing, she said, Pasha, it is clogged. I can't help you. I'm going to send you out to another physician friend of mine in the same clinic. I said, okay. I don't know how many times I've told her I wanted a female. David was with me. We go meet the guy and it's a guy. And I'm like, hey, man. And he goes, hey, and here's what's going on. And I'm already uncomfortable because it's a dude. Not that I care. You know, David's not the first person I've had sex with. But like when you're like in there, I just feel like a woman would just understand me more. You know, shout out to the men out there. Love them to death. But I don't know. I just felt like a woman would understand me better. Anyway, he was like, Pasha, let's do surgery. We'll open you up. What it is, is there's a blockage like this and it's called a septate uterus. Mm-hmm. I said, what? And he go, I said, how does that, how does that form like that? He goes, I don't know. It's just pathology. It happens when you are created at birth. There's really no like disease or anything that causes it or vaccine that causes it. It just happens. And I said, okay, so it's scar tissue. And he said, yeah. I said, okay, so what do we do? He goes, we cut it. We go inside and cut it. You guys go have sex. The sperm is able to distribute nicely. And I said, now, if we didn't cut it because of the septate, can't the sperm just go and and fertilize the right ovary anyway? And he said, yes, it can. But when the egg comes and attaches to the uterine wall, it might not have enough room to grow. So the fetus will die at like 16 weeks. I said, okay, all right, let me think about this for a second. And I, I went back home. I did a lot of research and I'm like, scar tissue, scar tissue. So I had another appointment with him. He's like, so if you want to do it, we're, we're going to do all these tests. And I'm like, for what? He goes, I wouldn't worry about that. You know, your insurance covers all these tests. Just to preface this, when Pasha goes to the doctor, she doesn't typically tell them that she is a doctor herself. Ever. And it's something that I want to get into later, just because a lot of the time, then they'll be like, oh, well, my neck is doing this thing. So she just doesn't say anything. Okay, so continue. So he doesn't know she's a doctor. He's saying these things to her. Right. He's telling me these things. And he's like, insurance covers it. Don't even worry about it. And I'm like, I didn't even ask for the bill. I just asked, why are we doing these? Is this medically necessary? And he didn't know how to answer. He was just like, well, it's a procedure. It's a process we go through. You know, we got to check all the boxes. Like my history, I've got no surgery. You know, I don't smoke you know i don't drink <laughs> ever i don't think you've ever seen me drink no i mean no ever really yeah that's exactly right or me and david will go on walks have a cigar yeah anyway besides the point i'm healthy right and he says all this and i said okay so what do you want to do he goes i want to schedule the surgery i want to go in and snip it i said if it's scar tissue isn't it just going to grow back out because you are snipping part of my anatomy and th- it's not going to like it so it's just going to build scar tissue he goes yeah how did you know that and i was like well i mean i feel like it's a little like common sense. You're going in, it's going to bleed. The body has to heal. Neutrophils and macrophages are going to cut and they are going to build that scar tissue back up. And he was like, are you a physician? He asked me <clears throat> and I said, yeah, on the side. <laughs> I don't know who's a physician on the side, but yeah. And so his entire demeanor changed, but whatever. 
I never went in for the surgery. I went home and I thought about it. And I said, Pasha, you work on people's scar tissue all the time, breaking down scar tissue and, <laughs> and doing this and that. Why can't you do it yourself? And David goes, I mean, try it, Pasha. What are you going to do? It's not going to hurt you. And I'm like, exactly. It won't hurt me. But what he does, if I did that surgery, would hurt me. I couldn't go back from that. So I took my... I was at a um I was at this place actually just shopping around and I bump into this lady who's from Africa, northern Africa, and she comes from this her family lineage is like from this village, like this small village. And the women there birth naturally. And I got to talking to her for whatever reason. I tell you, I mean, people sometimes get sent to you in your life as just a little angel you know, and she's sitting there talking to me. And I said, um, what do you guys do with birth and this and that? Somehow that conversation came up and she goes, actually, when the baby comes out, we massage them, we stretch them out, we do this. I said, do you do anything for like women who can't get pregnant? And she's like, for what? And I'm like, like scar tissue or anything like this. And she said, oh, try this tea. And it's just water. You boil it and you take a lemon, you cut it in half, you squeeze all the juices out and then you drop the lemon in the water. Mm -hmm. You take clove. She was like, I don't care how much clove you put in there. So I took a little bit of clove. I dropped it in there. Clove, the the spice. Yeah. Anise. You take star of anise. Put it in there too. Um, ginger and turmeric. And I'm like doing this witch concoction and stirring and like living your you know, Halloween dreams. <laughs> Heck yeah. And I'm like, okay, if it doesn't work, oh, well, all I'm doing is drinking lemon juice, lemon peel, and all these different spices and herbs. So I boil it. I let it set. Um, she said, put it in the fridge, drink it cold. So every day I filled up like a cup and I drank just a little bit of it. <clears throat> and I did that for a week. Then I thought I can't actually go into my uterus to massage myself mm -hmm. and do like trigger point release. So I'll massage it from the outside and I'll show you like my belly, right? So, oh, that's a good strength. Here's my uterus gun. <laughs> I'm like, let me just take my Vibracussor gun, which people buy is a Theragun. I, I don't have a Theragun. Mine's different. But same thing. It's a vibrating gun, right? Mm -hmm. So I took it and I put it on my uterus every night for a week, just a week. And I massaged myself. And that first day, it hurt so freaking bad. I was like, David, this burns. And I'm like, you know, keeled over the couch, just doing it, trying to get like super deep in there because my uterus is deep. Yeah. I gotta get past the diaphragm past muscle tissue, past fat. And so David was like, man, I hope this works. And so we left it at that. A week, a week went by and David is about to get sent out of town to go to work. And I said, hey, let's go to one more OB visit by this guy we got uh, recommended from my mom. She was, he goes, okay. So we go see him and he's actually really good at what he does, like natural stuff, trying to do unmedicated, except he's retiring. So he sent us to his son, whatever. They did an ultrasound. I told him, here's my history, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I don't see a septum. And and I came up like this on the bed and I looked at that screen and I'm like, David, there is no septum. And I'm telling you, I saw it clear as day, like a month before. It was like, it was like a wall like this in my universe. Yeah. And we did not see it at all. I love that. We went back to that other doctor that wanted to do the surgery. And David went with me. And this guy comes out and he's like, hey, you're back. We're going to do the surgery or what? And I'm like, hey, can we do an ultrasound to see, check that septum? And he's checking, checking, checking. He's like, it's that septum. What did you do? What did you take? What did you do? And David was like, you're not going to believe her when she tells you this, but she drank this bitter ass tea and she used this Theragun on her stomach. And here we are with no septum. So I don't know by the grace of God. I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah. That's what 
And we got pregnant. We got pregnant like two weeks later. The nurse that picked up the phone, I was like, hey, I need to schedule a thing. Well, I didn't find out till like 15, 16 weeks. Yeah. I was on the phone with you when I found out. Yeah. It had been a while. Yes. Yeah. I hadn't had a period and I thought this is totally normal for me. And Jillian, you yeah. were like, hey, you might want to go in the restroom and just pee on a stick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the things you were telling me, it was so funny because you're like, just been eating so many fried eggs and I just love yes. eggs right now. Yes. And I've just been so tired. You're like in between patients. I like took a nap and I've just been literally exhausted. snoring. And I was like, you know, I don't want to get your hopes up because I knew your history, but I was like, maybe let's just check. And sure enough, two point know existed i'm like let me call you back i gotta call my husband i'm still sitting on the toilet like i could not believe it i think i took about 40 other tests after that yeah i remember you're like this is number like 15 yeah just taking pictures of them with two lines on there. I mean, my mom. Yeah. I think that's so amazing, though, the way that you were able to treat that yourself without, you know, with the knowledge that you have of the human body and scar tissue. And I know that's something that you've worked with me a lot is breaking down certain areas of scar tissue that have been built up because it can affect the way our muscles work with our fascia. And it doesn't allow our body to move in the proper way that it needs to because it's so dense. Right. And I am forever impressed with your pregnancy story because of it. And we were talking a little bit before we jumped on this call, just for preface, <laughs> if anybody was interested in this type of treatment, Pasha's not an OB-GYN. She is a chiropractor, physical therapist, but she would be willing to submit some studies if someone's open to that. So that's right. just because we've been talking about it, I did want to put that out there for anyone. It won't hurt, but I just can't yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. And I mean, she's an amazing chiropractor and physical therapist. She's literally like helped me with so much. And it's so interesting to me when we have these conversations around holistic medicine and chiropractic work, because it is just a form of manipulating the body, right? To help it function at its best. And, you know, I feel for you a lot of the time, whenever you tell me about these stories that you have with doctors, because, you know, my history, I've had some really crappy stories with doctors. And I I tend to know a lot of information just because I do my own research because of the school that I've had in nutrition. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? You know, something's got to give. So I wanted to ask you, what are like the top musculoskeletal issues that you see and you treat? And like our day and time, what's the most common thing that you deal with? So people come to me from DOs. So I do pre and post-surgery rehab sports. I'm sports certified. So we do shoulder and knee or I do shoulder and knee. So those, I don't know if you would count those because those are sent to me. Yeah. Well, that come to me out of a referral, like a friend to a friend. Hey, I know this girl. She can do this. She can do that. I get those are mainly like everyday pains because majority of them sit on the computer desk a lot. So they get piriformis syndrome, tight, tight piriformis. And they're thinking, hey, my sciatic is acting up and it's their piriformis. Or they get something like tennis elbow or little leaks elbow. And it's from being on the desk all day without having the ergonomics of a nice laptop or computer, keyboard, mouse, whatever. Um, And headaches, a ton of headaches. That's what I see a lot of. Although I am starting to see a lot of plantar fasciitis and I don't like feet, but for whatever reason, I can treat it and it does good. But I just, feet just, bug me so much but I'll do it I mean I'll do it and it's not like it's super fun to do I know you've like treated my things to look at no but I mean the treatment thank you I appreciate it I was like and here I am sometimes I'll walk in and I'll be like my plantar fasciitis is acting up can you run through my feet and it seriously is like the most unpleasant experience I've ever had in my life absolutely (laughs) especially ripping through that calf muscle your gastroxoleus oh my god yeah 
I had one patient with a really bad foot smell and she's diabetic and she's older. And she was like, my balance is off today. Could you please check my feet? And she took her shoes off. And I was like, no, I can't do it today. It's too bad. You have to, what shoes are you wearing? What are these? Oh, I mean, my dogs, I have, at the time I had four dogs. They went upstairs. They're like, we gotta go. This is too much. We have to leave. (laughs) There's no way we can sit here in this pinch this aroma oh my god it pierced the nostrils it smelled from here to high heavens i don't even know what to tell you i did not treat her foot so I, it's not it's not beneath me to tell you no i'm not doing it today yeah i love that though sometimes doctors feel like they have to do it because they're there but i mean in reality like i mean you've helped me with so much and i mean even realizing that a lot of my back pain that i had and it was going up into my neck wasn't my neck it was my rib head being loose you know what i love about the combination that you do the Cairo and And the physical therapy is that you tell people what to do when they have this pain, right? So when I feel like when my rib head is out, I'm like, okay, do push ups. I'll do the thing against the wall that you tell me to do. And I'm like, okay. And I can at least get it close to in so it's not as uncomfortable. Because you are very popular because you're good at what you do. And so I always know, like, sometimes I can text you and get in the next day, but it's not very common, especially now that you're about to go on pregnancy leave. I'm like, well. Yeah, people are like, let me book you until you're giving birth. (laughs) I'm like, November 24th. They're like, can I come in on the 23rd? You're like, no. Oh, I say, yeah. Oh I'm my like, gosh. Sure, absolutely. You're like, we'll see how it goes. It. Yeah. yeah we'll if I have to cancel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have a baby on my hip. It'll be fine. So I wanted to talk about pregnancy and chiropractic care. I know that you manipulate your back as much as you can, right? But is chiropractic care okay for people that are pregnant? All the way through and through. A hundred percent. It's so good. Um, When you're... So when people are pregnant, they do release this hormone called relaxin. So they're... they're um, connective tissue is a little bit looser just so the bones can actually broaden, you know, and space out yeah. so pass through. And so baby can grow through your stomach, right? Through your uterus. So make sure you pick a good chiropractor that's going to assess mm-hmm. because of the relaxant. When you do get adjusted, you might get adjusted quite, quite easily. You know, bones are popping. You're like, bra, bra. sound like a machine gun, which is great. But sometimes, man, is it too much of an adjustment? Do I need strengthening? So yeah, strengthening would be good good, you know, like inclined pushups, resistance band work, I's, Y's and T's to keep everything settled. You don't want to get over adjusted, but I'd say like once every other week or once every 10 days to get a good adjustment because your pelvis is uneven now, right? Mm -hmm. Your SI joints are shifted. It's great when someone can get back there to your, to your backside and push that back in, check your leg length and see that you're walking even because if your SI joint is cocked up on one side, that's going to pull the whole entire leg up. So now you're walking like the waddle you're doing the pregnancy waddle right you're walking like a duck man that trickles up into your shoulders you're tight now so yeah all the way through the pregnancy a hundred percent just make sure you're not going someone's not telling you i need you to come in every three days that's a red flag you know back off you don't need to be doing anything for three days i mean would you do crack cocaine for three days <laughs> i know you know that's a bad example but yeah. it's only that popped in my head for some reason <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, like it's fine. It's I've never fine. tried it. <laughs> 
But yeah, anything for three days, you know, don't do that. Yeah. And I mean, I know that I've learned from you that icing first always. And so anytime something happens with Oren, I'm like, just ice it. You'll be fine. Someone's like, ah, my back. I'm like, ice it, ice it. I'm like, my doctor Absolutely. says ice it. I do. I'll like throw her, I'll throw her name in. I'm like, Dr. Pasha Bell says ice. And they're yes. like, they're like, but does she really? I'm like, she tells me all the time to ice because I know that in breaking down that scar tissue and me being super sensitive and just easy for inflammation to come through that after some of my treatments, it's been really painful. And so I've had to ice a ton and I've seen the difference that it makes. Good. Um, When people have that initial injury and they text me and they're like, hey, I'm hurting. What can I do? Or can I get an appointment with you? I'm like, sure. Here's the day you can come in if you can. But until then, can you ice? Because that pain is inflammation in the area. And ice is, I know this is going to sound crazy, but ice is free and not many things in the world are. It's free. It's accessible. You can get it. And it works. It literally constricts the blood vessels and kills off the inflammation in the area. So now when you come see me, it's a nice slate. I can work on it. And you're not sitting there waiting for a week, like an immense pain or just uncomfortable trying to move around. Some people move around that just aggravates stuff. Mm-hmm. So why not do something if it's free and right there, like in your fridge? Yeah. But yeah, ice is ice is amazing. God's gift yeah. on earth. Literally, it is between ice and heat, you know. I yes. so heat after three days. Yeah. Let the inflammation calm down and then you can start. Yeah, because you don't want to like paralyze the inflammation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, you're inflamed. Let me turn it up. let's just help it let's get more inflamed let's cause some more swelling it'll be good no so what is something that you would recommend people to do to try and help you as a chiropractor right like if you were seeing some someone regularly for a neck issue or headaches what's something that you would recommend for them to do daily to be able to not have headaches as often i feel like you're guilty of this because i have given you homework before i'm like hey have you stretched your traps have you done your breath work breathing is free and it's because it's so easy people don't do it they're like no this can't work but it does (laughs) you know so I always tell people before they leave, I'm like, hey, I don't want to see you all the time. And I don't. I love to hang out. You know, me and you have hung out outside of work. I love that. I don't want to treat you for the same thing all the time. That's going to make me feel like unsatisfactory. Like I can't do my job right. So I tell people, do your homework. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm evidence-based. There's evidence that backs up these workouts that I'm giving you that have been trialed and errored on people for years. Why not do them? I'm giving them to you. Do them every day. I've send you a rehab plan, do your rehab work, help me help you because the treatment will only last for, you know, three days, you're typically quite sore. Some people are not, but treatment will last. I mean, if you're young and healthy, sometimes older people too, it'll last for like months. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. And they feel so good and they stop doing their homework. Yes. And then they come back months later and they're like, Hey, Pasha, I'm having this pain flare back up. I'm like, Oh, did you do your wall angels? Did you do your seated piriformis stretch? Did you do? And they're like, no, I actually forgot about all that. And I'm like, I'm not asking you to do it every day. At first I am. Mm-hmm. No, first you do it every day for 30 days. But then, excuse me, you ought to be, I have heartburn. You ought to be doing it once uh, once every three days, once every four days. I'm not asking a lot, mm-hmm. but just maintenance. Yeah. You know, you maintain yeah. your car. You, you maintain a lot of things actually. Why not your body? It does so much for you. So that would help me help people, them doing their homework. And I do notice people that are in CrossFit that come to me or in sports, baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, 
basketball. I don't get too many football players, but some football players. And honestly, the football players, they're not that great with doing their homework. But my basketball players and my golfers, they will do their homework. Yeah. They want to be better and stay at that level. LeBron James freaking spends like $1.3 million a year just on his body health and does his homework and works out. I mean, that's how you help yourself. And seeing you healthy makes me happy. Yeah. And I think that's part of what I love about working with you too, because you know that I was dealing with this leg pain for man. Eons. Yeah. Eons. Lifetimes. And we would work on it and work on it. And finally, when I was like, hey, I'm going to try an acupuncturist, like, because you would ask me, like, is it helping? And I'm like, it would gives me relief, but then it comes back, you know? Yeah. And, you know, fast forward, I go to the acupuncturist and you were totally on board. You're like, that's perfect because it's not like you're losing me as a patient or a friend. It's just you want to see the relief for me too, which I feel like is so, so rare in doctors these days. And it's so important because you do want your patients to get better. Yes. And it was a huge awakening, you know, going to the acupuncturist and it's like, oh, well, your quad is asleep. Your hamstring is asleep. And it's like, oh, well, no wonder nothing was working. It literally was just napping this whole time. Yeah. Asleep and dead. Yeah. It was why. And then you text me, you're like, Pasha, it took him a while, but he kept poking and prodding and he got like my quad to fire off or something. And I'm like, praise the Lord, because I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I had no idea. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, I've been doing all this. I've been doing all that. That's not working. And to have to keep doing the same thing over and over again and have no difference is like what the definition of insanity. Mm -hmm. So I was like, go, go see him. Matter of fact, I asked you for his number. Yeah, yeah. I love that because I, I don't know everything. I can't do everything. Yeah. And I mean, you know a ton. You need a good, you need a good circle. I think as physicians, they need a good circle of other physicians that they can Mm -hmm. lean off of and go to this one, go to this one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in having a good care team is so important. And finding a doctor that is willing to work with other doctors or practitioners to help you is huge. Because, you know, if a dentist would just work with a chiropractor anytime they saw someone with TMJ issues, like it would make a difference. Because I know it's made a world of difference for me. And I mean, yeah, they told me dentist the one that referred you to me no oh, okay i had a friend that was going to you for any issue and she had shared okay. it on instagram and i was like oh that's right yeah that's cool and it's just so cool though to see how passionate you are about your patient's wellness not just wanting to see them when they're sick because you want to see them thrive and obviously it's better for you if we thrive together because then we can hang out more absolutely then we go on walks yeah yes No, I love it. And I mean, the homework part, I am guilty of not always doing it, right? Like, I try and be cautious of it. And, you know, even the homework after they woke up my quad back up, I was like, okay, I'm going to do you know, these split squats that she told me to do and these goblet squats. And because my quad had been asleep for so long, like I could, I told you, I was like, I can't, I can't walk like sitting down is yeah. hard and it wasn't that much. And so I took a couple days off, but then I was like actively like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this because if I don't, the muscle's going to fall back to sleep. Yes. So it's like, I can see how the homework is so important to keep that maintenance up. Otherwise your body's just going to go back to this default of muscle memory. Yeah. 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 And I mean, 
as being like a runner previously and seeing all of those issues that you've worked through, it makes me want to take better care of my body because I'm like, oh, I was so mean to her for so long. Yes, that's exactly right. That warms my heart. I mean, it's not. And that's the thing is that breaking up the scar tissue, it's not the best time of my life. I know that you've probably heard me say more curse words than many a sailor because the treatment isn't in breaking down the scar tissue. It's not always a fun time. It's not like you just go into your office and you're like, crack, crack, crack. Like there's so much more to it. And like the pressure points that you use to be able to relax the muscles. And I've never experienced a chiropractor like that. And I love how you use the muscles and the skeleton together so much. We're musculoskeletal physicians. Mm -hmm. Everybody should be doing that. They work in synergy. They have to work together. I never, I mean, I hate going to a, to a Cairo and they haven't assessed me. They haven't asked me any questions. They're like rack, stack and crack. And I'm like, this is what gives us a bad name, guys. Assess me, man. I understand I'm your colleague, but I'm coming in with a problem. Let's check it out. Let's see what muscles not activating correctly. Yeah. I love the body anyway. I love the body as a whole. I love when people love their body and appreciate it. It does so much for us. Yeah. I'm all about equality. <laughs> You know, treat it right. It's been doing us good. God, it's our machine. It's our God-given machine and put it to work. And as soon as you stop using it, you lose it. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So where can people find you if they wanted to follow you on Instagram or if they were interested in your services, where can they find you? Okay, and I'll so put I it on Instagram. Okay. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. So you don't have to spell it out. Okay, good. Well, it's well, 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 chiropractic. Because <laughs> I'm always like, well, 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 guess they didn't do their homework. <laughs> work. Okay. Me. So in school, I was like, you know what? I'll just name it. Well, well, well. And it kind of works because it's my website is www.chiropractic.com. Mm. We're like, is it www.chiropractic.com? And I'm like, no, it's www.chiropractic.com. But that works. Yeah. Website, Instagram, my, um, my uh, personal Facebook was linked to my work Facebook and my personal page got hacked. I don't know. I only have like 40 friends on there. So I don't know who who wanted to take my profile. When it happened, I was like, oh my God, I'm popular. <laughs> Somebody did it. Somebody wants to be me. <laughs> so yeah, Instagram. Um, where you can find you can find me in the trap. <laughs> Just kidding. You can find me. In- <laughs> I'm by appointment only, you know, because I work from home. Yeah. So if I get a referral from a DO, then we're good to go. If I get a if I get a random patient shoot me a text, um, you better come with answers because I work from home. So I'm like, okay, so who's this guy messaging me? Uh, he's saying he has groin pain. Where is that groin pain? <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, you could find me in, in Houston, Texas. <laughs> yeah, in Houston, in Houston. Flipping on the streets. Yes. <laughs> I'll put all yeah. of her information in the show notes. That way, if anyone has questions or just wants yes. to connect with her through Instagram. Um, she also treats with, well, now three puppies, but they are the cutest and they definitely help the treatment process, in my opinion. So if you don't they like dogs. Them. 
Don't bother. They, they're chill. Layla's yeah. super intuitive. She'll come to you when you're like in pain. The other two are quite selfish. They're not going to. Well, I mean, one's like blind. So I know. So we can't really get too mad at her. <laughs> I know. It's one of my favorites. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I've loved chatting with you as always. And yeah. Thank you for thank having you. me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to Expand the Conversation podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on your favorite platform. Your feedback means the world to me. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions for future episodes, reach out to me on social media. I would love to hear from you. So let me know you are listening and stay updated on all things Expand the Conversation. Be sure to follow and tag me on Instagram at expandtheconversation.podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share it. See you next time.